Hey, Sarah. Hey, Terry. Do you want to go on an adventure? Sure. I love adventures. Okay, let's go. Morning, Sarah. Hello, Terry. <laughs> Where are we? In the closet. We're back in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. We just uh, learned a little tip that if you have a lot of carpet in the area, then it won't sound so bad on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we're in the closet filled with clothing, blankets, and carpet. Podcasting 101. Check. Okay, so what are we talking about today? I, I don't remember. Do you? Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> No, I forgot the topic. Please remind me. Port Angeles, Washington. Oh, yes. I loved it there. I hope that was sarcasm. It wasn't. I forgot. Oh. But I have my show notes. You have your notes right in front of you. Okay, well. But I didn't write down the city name in my notes. I just have all my notes. Okay. So she is prepared, but just had a momentary memory lapse. But Port Angeles is the the city that goes to Olympic National Park. It's the town that is pretty much the last sort of major town before you go more west to the coast. So it's a launch. It's sort of like a launch pad for exploring out west, the western part of Washington. Yeah, you're pretty much in the most northwest corner you can get in america yeah yeah you can actually see canada from there Mm-hmm. my hometown yeah <laughs> home country oh canada outdoor happenings is our first category that we talk about within our little structure so what would you sort of say for that okay we were there in july did you write down the exact dates not the exact dates. I didn't either. But I know we were there like second and third week in July. <laughs> but I don't know the exact dates. And it was in 2020. Yeah, 2020 because we were supposed to get married and go on our honeymoon, which was in a totally different area. But then we had to replan everything because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. They had just opened everything back up with the national parks. And so we decided to take our vacation days and go on a socially distanced trip anyway and use our vacation days. Okay, it was perfect because it was cold. <laughs> it was 55 to 80. We're struggling in the closet. <laughs> it's hard to put us back in the closet once you've been out. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it was just like... Perfect, because during the day, it was not sweltering hot, even though it was the middle of July. Mm -hmm. What I will say about the the town, Port Angeles, it's right off the water. There's a ton of stuff you can do. It's a very good central location. And then depending on how far you want to drive, there's, we'll talk about it in the recreational romps, but there's, you know, activities you can do within... 10 minute drive, 30 minute drive. And then we also drove further, which we'll cover in a different episode out to, towards the coast, which is a couple hour drive. But it's got everything you need there. It's got the hospital, the grocery stores, 
you know, I, I even the pharmacy, we had to get you some of your your medicine, if you remember. Yeah, I had to get eye drops. Yeah. Turns out my contacts were just defective. <laughs> but the whole time I thought I needed uh, eye drops because my eyes were dry. It was a whole ordeal. But yeah. then later on when we got home and then I was putting in my contacts every day. And then one day I had the same issue. Turns out they were just defective. Yeah. I could have just changed them out. Because we thought it might have been something with the the change in weather, the change of location. but Yeah, but that pharmacy was great. It was so nice to have that there. But that day, oh man, we drove and all day I couldn't see. And I thought my eyes were just dry. I was so upset. I think I even cried that day. Yeah. Okay. Well, for outdoor happenings, what on our scale of one to ten, what would you what would you give it? I'm gonna give it a ten. It was perfect. Yeah. It was good weather when we were there. I remember it was it was still cool, which was shocking because at the time again we were living in Florida and then it's deathly hot July here and then we were cold there, which was good. So I'd give it a ten. A 10 as well. Significant stays. Oh. (laughs) This is a rough one. This is. (laughs) This is a really rough one. So we're big fans of Airbnbs because a lot of times, especially in remote areas by national parks or things of that nature, there, there aren't a ton of hotels. Okay. So it was COVID. We were trying to be socially distant, not staying in a hotel. And we were also trying to save money because we did not want to spend our wedding and honeymoon money because we were going to, like, do it again another year. We found this Airbnb. It was a retro RV. In It was in someone's backyard, but they had, like, a fence in between their house and the RV. Um, and it was, like, 40 bucks a night, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was a very good value. And also... It was one of the last options available in the mm-hmm. area when we went to book something. There weren't a ton of Airbnbs. And also, this was during the time when a lot of Airbnb hosts had pulled off their properties from the listing because of COVID. So we were just glad, you know, we were able to book something. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, around $250 for the week. We got to stay somewhere. We weren't interacting with someone. Um, It seemed like a great option. Yeah. (laughs) And, okay, what I will say, let's go over the positives. So this Airbnb, it had a kitchen. Yeah. However, we did have to buy a pan because it didn't really come with anything. So, yes, you could cook in it, had a fridge, a stove, but it didn't really have the cooking equipment. We did know it was a new listing to Airbnb. You can tell that. But what we discovered was this couple had recently purchased this RV and they were probably going to try to make an income stream out of it. But they didn't have on their listing. They said they had the cooking supplies, all this stuff. They didn't have anything. And so we had to go to the grocery store, buy some pans, because again, we were going to save money, right? We weren't eating out. At that time, a lot of the restaurants were still closed. And anyways, we didn't want to eat in restaurants. So we were going to cook at home to save money as well. But we had to go buy, you know, basic, you know, what's the scraper thing called for the pan to flip a... Oh, like a spatula? Yeah, spatula. We had to buy (laughs) all this stuff. So it just, that was rough. 
Okay, but it had AC and yes. heat, which was necessary because when you're in an RV in the middle of the day, um, AC's nice, even if it's only like 85, 80 heats up in there. Heat at night was necessary. It was cold there at night. It was. It was. It had um, a shower. Yeah. Which came with its own problems later. Oh, let's tell the story of when we arrived. We flew in, so we had a direct flight. Into Seattle. Yeah. And then we got a rental car and we drove. It was, what, probably like a three or four hour drive? Yeah. It was a drive. We flew in late. Yeah, we arrived probably around like 10 or 11 p.m. Mm Mm-hmm. Pacific time. So it was even later for us because we were on Eastern time. And then we had to drive. And then we literally get there in the middle of the night. It was not clearly marked. So we go, like, the address pulls us up to the front of the homes, not the back alleys. So we're in the front of the homes, like, kind of walking up, like, where is this RV? We cannot find it. And eventually I walk through, I'm sure this is the person's home, like a hundred percent sure. And I'm like, it's just got to be in their backyard. And I walk through, this ends up being a stranger's home (laughs) through to their backyard. And I'm like, there's a back alley. And so that's how we found it. But yeah, it ended up being a stranger. Thank goodness we didn't get in trouble. I know. And at this time, I, I even went, because we both got out of the car when we first got there, and I was walking around the sidewalk. And then as soon as Terry was talking about, we've got to go in the back, all this, I was like, no. And I went back to the car, and I was... I was Sarah was hiding in the car. I was just scared. And I didn't want the police to come, or, you know, who knows. But, but I found it. Yeah, we found it. Moving on. I found it by walking into <laughs> the backyard of a stranger's house. She did. She gets the credit for that. But moving on till the end of our stay. Oh, it was a disaster. It was rough. If you've ever stayed in an RV or a trailer, I think it actually might be more of a trailer than an RV. I I don't know. It attached to a car, like, to drive it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it didn't drive. So it wasn't even an RV. (laughs) It was a trailer, everyone. It wasn't an RV. (laughs) If you've never stayed at something like that, it's not plumbing, just so you know. There's like a holding tank. Yeah, is that what emptied. it's called? I don't know, but it's like a tank of waste that needs to be emptied. So when you go to the bathroom or use the shower, all of that waste, <laughs> whatever it's called, dirtiness, goes into basically a plastic container. And then the owners have to empty out this plastic container ever so often yeah well it turns out i think we were like the first or second people that ever stayed there they didn't we had to keep telling them hey you need to empty this hey shitter's full <laughs> and it was so awkward and it was so uncomfortable it was it was honestly they had to they had because of how small their tank was and you know, it was two adults and we were showering and using the bathroom. They needed to really do it once a day, mm-hmm. clean it out. And they weren't in that practice. And we weren't like overly using it. We were no, gone we were during gone the day. And at the parks. Yeah. It, it was okay. It was awkward. It was awkward. So we had to keep texting them. Hey, can you come look at this? Like the toilet's not flushing because it's full. Um, it was just awkward. And yeah. then... One day we get there. It's near the end. We have like three days left in our trip and it's just not, not working at all. And then next thing you know, 
there's water coming out of the walls. Oh my God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And so I immediately text and I'm yeah. like, there's water coming out of the walls. Like, we're worried about your property. You need to come. Like, at this point, we were waiting for them just to, to fix the bathroom issue. But now it's like, you need to come look at this now. Mm-hmm. And so it's what, like 7 p.m. We're like, we're going to go get dinner and we'll let you deal with this. And he tells us, like, a plumber is going to come at, like, 9 or 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So when we're out for dinner, we had to make the call. We made the call. We were... Because at this point, something was actually wrong with their 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 system. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was probably something... Like, obviously, we don't know exactly, but it probably had something to do with... It was, it was a new trailer. They didn't know how to upkeep it, or there was, like, some kind of manufacturing issue or something like mm-hmm. that. And so we just made the decision, we have got to have a working bathroom. That's what that's what ultimately did it, is we have that's got to like, have a working bathroom. Yeah, that's, that's a minimum. That's a minimum for us, have to be able to go to the bathroom. Because we weren't primitive camping. Like, if we were camping, you know, that's a different situation. But we're paying to stay somewhere. Like, a minimum is a working bathroom. Yeah, need a toilet, at least. So we ate dinner. Then we came back, we packed up our stuff, we messaged them, we were like, hey, we're, we're going to go get a hotel. Luckily, we were able to find a hotel, because mm-hmm. also, we had to drive, I think, like 30 or 40 minutes yeah. to get a, to find a room, but we found one. So, okay, let's wrap this section up. So, one <laughs> to ten significant stays, what would you rank it? I don't know. I think I would give it a three because it was kind of cool. It was a unique stay. But in the end, like we had to spend a lot of money out of our like actual wedding money because we had to cover the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably give it a one. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of memories we have around it, but as an overall experience, it was pretty rough. And to your point, we we were originally going to do a honeymoon at this time. Oh, yeah. And so we had a honeymoon budget. And then with everything that happened in COVID, we just made the decision, hey, we're just going to do a vacation. So we did try to do a budget vacation. And to your point, it we had to spend a couple hundred dollars on a hotel. So it did eat, eat away at that. But we did learn a great lesson. And every trip since then, we have put away a few hundred dollars for just in case expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For because things things have come up every trip we've had since that one mm-hmm. that we specifically were like oh we're glad we have that emergency fund and we usually try to save like at least three hundred right for that category yeah. just because you need enough in case you do have to get a hotel or something like that to actually have enough to cover whatever the quote emergency yeah. is. Next up is globe trotting gear. Ooh, one of my favorite categories. Okay. Do you have yours picked? I do. I do too. Okay. You go first. And if you steal mine, I'm going to let you know you stole it. Okay. I'm pretty sure I didn't steal yours, but maybe I'm going to say the camera. Oh, yeah. You didn't steal mine. Okay. Talk about it. This one, the camera, I just, I'm so glad we brought it. The fancy camera? The fancy camera. The investment camera. Yeah. The investment camera. This was the nice camera (laughs) and we brought the tripod and you know the the travel tripod because when we went on hikes it was just like such a great place to take pictures it was so beautiful we did a sunrise hike which we're going to talk about later but 
it was just so, so perfect. And I took a lot of pictures of Sarah for her business and they were just, they were just stunning. Yeah. Now, do you want to talk a little bit about the camera? So Terry is a photographer. She loves taking photos and she's had different cameras, you know, throughout her life. But we had recently bought this camera. What is it? The Sony camera. Yeah. It's the Sony A7R4 and it is awesome. Oh, that sounds fancy. It is. It's so fancy. So um, we got this camera. Because Mm -hmm. one of the things that we wanted to do on our trips is get really good photos. Yeah. You know, whatever it's called, the very high resolution kind. Yeah. 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 They're high resolution. The the lenses we got are amazing. They're great for landscape portraits and, you know, eventually taking pictures of other people with Trek Your Scene. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And so she has... She has a business with Trek Your Scene where she goes and does adventure photography. And then I also have a consulting business. And so I wanted a camera that we could get some really good pictures to use and promos and things like that. So mm-hmm. the camera's your favorite. Yeah, definitely for this location. Glad we took the time and, you know, it's hard to bring a camera when you're traveling, you know, and like pack it and all that. But I'm just glad we did for this trip. Yeah, it was worth it because these these professional cameras it's not like the kind of camera i had it's like a big thing and then you have different lenses that you have to like wrap them and make sure they're protected and yeah it's just a lot it's a lot to bring and it's heavy like if you're hiking with them it's heavy yeah and so you mentioned to the travel tripod Mm -hmm. so i think that should be something to talk about too oh okay so the travel tripod um it is it's lightweight but it's also compact so it will easily fit in a backpack or on a backpack you just like snap it in um it's just really different it it's um i don't even know is it made of aluminum i'm not sure what the material is but i think so so it's just like, it's extendable. Um, this one only goes about four feet high. So it's not like a normal tripod, but it's great for taking landscape pictures. Yeah, it's sort of, so it's sort of like the hiking poles. Yes. So we had a question before about, you know, well, how do you travel with all that? And so we have a really nice normal tripod that we mm-hmm. want to travel with. Yeah. And so this one, it can... It's more compact, so... Yeah, and your... it weighs like nothing. And you, I could even put that in the carry-on. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I have two. Okay. And I don't two. know... Two. Still breaking the rules. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the rules that we made. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is more of applicable, probably regardless of location or anything like because that. Because you just love it. The headlamp. Oh, yeah. So I will say that the headlamp was very important. We're going to talk about the sunrise hike we did and the, um, what's it, recreational romps. I love those headlamps. But the headlamp was really important because it was pitch black there mm-hmm. at nighttime. And so when we were leaving early morning to go do stuff, even in the middle of the night to go do stuff at the national parks, that, I love that because I don't like the dark. Mm-hmm. My number two was the Subaru. Oh, yes. So yeah. Terry oh. got us a rental car. Yes, it was so good. 
We have never driven a Subaru, regardless of the stereotypes, and it was our first <laughs> time. And it was the Subaru Forester. Yep. Amazing windows. You just can't even imagine. It's like the windows are so much bigger than mm -hmm. any other car you've ever been in. It's like the front window doesn't even exist when it's clean. That that would be mine. So Oh, and it had this awesome feature where it just like pulls you back on the road. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like if you just slightly veer, not because you're tired or whatever, it just like it just almost drives itself. It's so cool. Well, I think that that feature's common in like a lot of newer cars oh, okay. these days. <laughs> but I'm just used to driving <laughs> old cars then. <laughs> okay, so globe trotting gear, what would you rank? Oh, ten. Oh, 10. Okay. I would also do a 10. Ooh, we're on a roll today. Yeah, we're, we're having a lot of synergy around our scores. Gulps and goodies. Gulps and goodies, my favorite category. Okay, this, this one, there was a lot of good gulps and goodies in this area. Do you want to share yours first? Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. Really? Yeah. That is so interesting because... I was feeling like there weren't a lot. Oh. So so for me, I will say I went through our pictures because I wanted to remember the exact name of the restaurant we did mm -hmm. brunch at because oh. we did go to a couple of restaurants that were, at that time, there was a lot of regulation around how many people could be in the restaurant. So it was socially distant and there weren't a lot of people there. That's so true, though. Yeah. And... I, from the picture, I couldn't figure out what the name of it was, but then I Googled, of course, and I narrowed it down to two restaurants. So shout out to either one of these restaurants because one of them is really great because we've eaten at it. And the mm -hmm. other one has a really good website. So okay. they're probably good too. <laughs> so Chestnut Cottage or New Day Eatery? It was New Day Eatery. That's okay. where we went. It was New Day Eatery. Yes. Okay. Well, Chestnut Cottage has a really cool website. They do. So they probably have good food, too. But that was really fun to eat there. We got brunch, and I love getting brunch out. Mm -hmm. It's so stereotypical again, but <laughs> it's just so fun. I love brunch food. And we got, we just loaded up on food. I remember that day. It was a really good meal because we had been cooking in the trailer with limited cooking capabilities for days. And so that was just one of the meals we bucked up to pay for. Yeah. And it was worth it. They had the coolest menus because they were QR codes. Oh, yeah. That was back when that was new, that mm -hmm. restaurants were doing that. So now a lot of times when you go to restaurants, they'll have the QR codes. Yeah. But that was, I think, the first restaurant we went to. That was the very first. I was like, started what it. is this magic? I'm yeah. going to look up on my phone the menu. <laughs> it was just so novel and cool. And then I remember exactly what I ordered because it was amazing. I had this breakfast sandwich on a croissant. And it was just the best. But I remember we each ordered like two different breakfast drinks. They had a really big breakfast drink, mm -hmm. non-alcoholic section. And yeah. I remember we each ordered like two different things. Oh, yeah. We were doing it up with yeah. the, everything there. <laughs> yeah. We were just like, this is the life. So that is an amazing restaurant, I will say. And it's in the downtown area of Port yeah. Angeles. So it's right by, what do you call it? The... Like the, the port? docks, yeah, the port. 
I what love else that would, one. What else would you say? Oh, you said there were so many <laughs> options. Okay. Okay. I will never forget Super Saver Foods. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because they had this bulk section there. And I know this exists everywhere, bulk sections in the in the grocery store. But they their options were so fun. And they had these, like, chocolate-covered banana chips and these mango slices with this, like, spiciness to them. I don't, it was just so good. They had these pepperoni sticks. They just were so good for hiking. Not like how we talked about in Ashford in our last episode. It was just like really good bulk section and like things for hiking. These, these foods were so good. Um, and then I made a meal somehow in this small kitchen in this trailer. I don't know if you remember. It was scallop scampi with linguine. It, oh, it yeah. was so good. I think it was like one of my favorite meals that I've made on vacation. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, everything you make is amazing. Thank I, you. I just don't remember that particular one, but I'm okay. sure it was amazing. I remember it because that's when I was like, I can cook scallops. Oh, okay. It, it was my first time trying. Okay. That's so great. Now I do remember the bulk section and yes, I want to give a shout out to that bulk section as well. Because they had weird things you had never heard of in the bulk section that were so good. And there's a lady that worked there. I don't know if it because it was COVID, but she, you know, had to be like the she, keeper yeah. of the bulk section. And she had like all the suggestions. Yeah. She knew where all the good stuff was. Yeah. Okay. So for gulps and goodies, I what's have your to give it a 10. Again, it was so good. Oh my gosh, you're giving everything a 10. I know. Is it just because I'm in a good mood? I'm not sure. It might be. I mean, it really was good. I loved it. I loved that breakfast. That breakfast was good. The The bulk section was good. The scallops. I mean, it was good. Well, here's the thing about the bulk section. Because what we did was everything we bought in the bulk section we used during our hikes and during our activities. And so I remember they had a lot of different like... um, protein yeah we got these like yeah they were like little protein bites they were so good and i know a lot of places have those but they just had so many more options and they just tasted so much better and maybe we're just on vacation mind (laughs) and but yeah so so the point being with that is because the those foods were so good every snack or meal we had when we were out adventuring was really good. Yeah, I don't think it was just vacation because I honestly, ever since we've been there, have searched every bulk section we've run into since, and it just doesn't exist anywhere Mm -hmm. else except for Super Saver Foods in Port Angeles, Washington. Yeah. Okay. I will give it an eight. Ooh, that's a good score, though. Finally, recreational romps. This is, I think, my favorite section of the podcast. This is where we get into the meat of what happened Mm -hmm. how many romps do you have on your list to talk about i have two okay how many do you have three oh wow we might overlap though yeah they might they might be the same just high level what are your two and then i'll say what my three are and we'll see if they're the same hurricane ridge and stargazing oh okay i have hurricane ridge Mm -hmm. i have tide pools Ooh. And I have Lake Crescent. Oh, yeah. That was good. So, should we talk about Hurricane Ridge first? Yeah. 
Hurricane Ridge was so cool because, well, first of all, it's in Olympic National Park. We, coming from Florida, were going to get up early in the morning for sunrise. And it was really easy for us because of the time change. So we did that, I think, on our first day. But keep in mind, sunrise was it like 5 a.m. or something yeah. crazy early. so we had early. to get up at like 3 or something. Yeah, so it was fine for us because we were on East Coast time, but I remember the sunrise was so early. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. We ended up having to get up like 6 o'clock our time, but it was like 3 o'clock their time for 5 a.m. sunrise. It was really difficult to do all the math. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it being hard, honestly, to wake up, but then once we were awake, it was like, yes. And then it also goes back to, I don't really like the dark. It was pitch black. We yeah. were driving to the visitor center entrance on the Hurricane the Hurricane Ridge Visitor Center. Yeah. It, it was like, I don't know, 30 minutes from our Airbnb in the dark. It, okay. So it was our first time up there. And so we didn't really know the road. It was very slow. We were taking it slow. It, it was uh, a little obviously. bit... We would always take it slow. Always. Obviously. Because (laughs) safety Sarah makes sure we are doing okay. It was creepy, though. Because the road road was pretty curvy, Mm -hmm. and it was pitch black. And there's no lights. No, they don't put, like, street lights on a national park road. (laughs) Yeah. So we get up there, and we have our headlamps and our hiking poles. Which I was glad about the headlamps. Mm -hmm. Remember, that was one of my top two gears. When you get in the parking lot at the Hurricane Ridge Visitor Center, you're going to go to the Sunrise Point Trail. And then I think it was like a quarter mile up. It was like a little hike. It wasn't that bad. And then it's like a junction. We go to the left and then I don't know, maybe like another half mile. And then you get to this point and that's where you watch the sunrise. Okay. Yeah. I don't have the map exactly in front of me to say if it's left or right, but it left, go left. (laughs) I would double check a map, <laughs> but yes, it was, it was very close. It was not a hard hike at all. No. But if you're not used to the elevation like me and you're not a great elevation hiker like me, you will take some time to do it because uh, I huff and puff up these hikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. You got to do some pretty heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. But once we got there... It was amazing. Oh, yeah. So beautiful. And I don't know. There was maybe like five other people there. It was pretty secluded. It was nice. Yeah. There was a couple other couples and then a random like old hiker lady that you always see. Don't forget to turn around because there is some beautiful mountains behind you as well. If you're facing the sunrise, turn around and watch it too. Yeah, that was cool. It had pretty much like 360 views once Mm -hmm. you got there. Yeah, and you can see Canada. Yeah. The other thing I will say is they had some trees there that were really cool. Yeah. And diff- I'd never seen those trees before. So we'll put some pictures up on the website, mm-hmm. adventurewives.com, so you can see see some of this stuff. But it was just really, really cool in the colors of the sunrise. So it was definitely, definitely, definitely worth the hike. Yeah, and then after the sunrise, we went on the Klaani Ridge Klahani Ridge. And uh, that was really cool. I think we saw an elk. Remember yeah. it was so close? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. 
Don't let it come any closer. Because <laughs> we said we were on the trail, but yeah. you know, it's the wild. I took pictures, and then it's like just a meadow with wildflowers. It's just so beautiful. I don't mm-hmm. think we hiked very far there, but you know, maybe like a mile or something. It was just it goes forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I could have I could have hiked forever on that trail, and I remember too with that one. This we did this hike when you were starting to have your back pains, like or this trip. You were having some back. Oh, yeah, because we did this in July and I had my surgery in October. Yeah. So some of the stuff that the hikes we did, we we were just more happy to be there and get some pictures and be outside versus, hey, we're going to really get some really lengthy hikes in. Yeah. What I would add, so Hurricane Ridge was on it, on mine, the tide pools. Oh, so fun. Now, this is something I will say, I don't remember where, but we were somewhere, it was either in town, Port Angeles, or we were at a visitor center, we were somewhere, and we were talking about wanting to see the tide pools on the coast, and Mm -hmm. we had identified a place on the coast, which we'll talk about in a different episode, and the person was like, you can see tide pools at Tongue Point, which was less than 30 minutes away from Port Angeles. Mm Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? That is cool. So what I will say again about Port Angeles is there is plenty to do within a 30-mile radius, but then also you can drive further out and do other things. So this is a really cool thing if you want to stay in the area. Tongue Point, they had cool uh, a campground there too. Yeah. That was, was it like a state park? I don't think that one was a state park Okay. for Tongue Point. Yeah. It was just a... A campground. I don't think it was yeah. a state park. But we went there and again with these tide pools, I can't tell you how many people have asked me about the tide pools. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is it all depends on when you go. We didn't know any of this information, which in hindsight, I wish we did know mm-hmm. because we might have timed things differently. But from now on, whenever we plan to do something with tide pools, we know to watch this information. So it has to do with the time of the month it is with the moon. Yeah. And it has to do with the time of the day with the tide. The tide pools depend on the tide, which (laughs) we learned when we were there. Yeah, we learned that, but also the moon. Like, I don't think that one's not as intuitive. Okay, so if it's a a new moon, the tide pools are going to be the best view. Okay, see... I believe you. I don't remember that. Yeah. That's just true. I would just Google it, but (laughs) Google it for sure. You have it. That's great. I remember that information because of the stargazing. Great. So the other thing I will say about the tide pools is that we learned that the way the way they there's a number, it has to do with the tide. I think it has to do with I don't know, feet or something. I don't know exactly. But you want the number to be below zero and the more negative the better so if it's like negative 2.0 or something like that that's the best because that means the most water the tide is going to be away so it reveals more of the creatures that are down there and the creatures that are down there is what's really cool yeah you definitely don't want to touch them leave them alone but you can look at them and take pictures oh and it's slippery so slippery. Yes, we had our hiking poles. <laughs> yes. Yep. And it only it only lasts a certain amount of time. You really only see it 
for like an hour before the tide starts coming back That's in. That's a good point. So you have to be very aware of the time and know when the tide's coming back in because you have to head back before the tide comes in. Because if you are out on like a high portion of the ocean floor and the tide's coming in, you could not notice and be stuck. Basically, you're stuck out in the ocean and the tide's coming in and you could die. Yeah. So it is a very serious thing. For me, there there were families there with little kids. For me, I thought that was too risky. I think it should be like a teenage or older activity for how far out they were going. Yeah. If you were sticking in the shore, yeah, but... For little kids, there was there's definitely some areas I wouldn't bring little kids. It was the coolest experience I think I had had up to that point in my life with adventuring. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea how cool it was going to be. Like, we saw pictures on the Olympic National Park website. We're just like, yeah, let's do a tide pool. Like, we didn't even know what that meant. And then we got there and got the information and just planned it. But here's the thing, like... Knowing, like you said, the tide times, we ended up getting up, I think one day it was like really, really early to Mm -hmm. go see them because that's just when the tide was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not Disneyland, Disney World, (laughs) where you get to pick your entry time. It's if you want to see it, you got to do it. Hands down, the coolest thing ever. I would see it every day of my life if I could. Yeah. Walking on the ocean floor. So fun. My third one is Lake Crescent. Oh, so beautiful. I mentioned this one again because it is within 30 minutes of Port Angeles. So if you're trying to stay local, it's not a long drive. We were there again in July Mm -hmm. and the water was like icicles. So we there's spots that you can stop off the road and people were swimming along. I don't understand how. It was so cool. <laughs> we put our feet in and that was enough. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, let's go swimming. And it's like, no, forget it. We are going to die of hypothermia. Because other people were swimming. And so we thought, oh, it it must not, it must be warm enough to swim in. No, I, I it mean, was not. <laughs> maybe we're spoiled by Florida water. Probably. I don't know. But the water was clear. It was really cool. Oh, and didn't we? We did a trail there to a waterfall. What was that? Uh, was it a state park? No, that was Olympic National Park. Okay, it was part of that. Yeah, and then what was the trail called? The trail was Mary Mirror Falls. Yeah, and that was cool. Yeah. Oh, the parking was horrible, but we just circled around a few times, grabbed a spot. It was probably due to COVID because national parks got really popular when COVID came, you know, because people want to get out in nature. But whatever, we just, we found a spot, hiked out. It was, it was so fun. It was a fun hike. You know what I remember there? What? It, it smelled so good. Oh, yeah. the It smelled like those trees. Yeah, what were they? Yeah, it's just like the redwoods and just smelled like nature. It's so nice. The other thing with Lake Crescent, besides the swimming, where there was people that were kayaking and canoeing. And so we had driven by a couple of times and were saying, oh, should we do that or maybe not? Do we want to spend the money? Maybe not. And then we finally decided, yes, let's do it. And I don't know, Terry, did you really want to do it? Or were you more saying yes because I wanted to do it? I was doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, once we made the decision to do it, I went in there and they were sold out. And yep. I was so bummed. Yeah, that was a bummer. But it it was okay. We had other good memories. But I will say that would be a cool activity mm-hmm. if we go back that I would definitely want to kayak in that water because it's so clear. Yeah, I would like to see... 
the bottom. Like, I think it's a really clear lake. Yeah. So I would want to be, like, out in the middle of it and look down. The other thing that was one of the reasons why we were sort of hesitant towards doing it, though, is because we were, if we flipped. It was cold. We would get hypothermia. I think I would die. Not that we flip. We don't flip in kayaks. We We kayak quite a bit but yeah for safety reasons (laughs) safety sarah (laughs) safety reasons but i think that was you (laughs) yeah that was i was worried but here's the thing i remember about that lake because i was doing a lot of the driving and there was big logger trucks coming all the time and they were so scary around those corners because i'm just like please don't hit me and there was really tight corners and then there's another thing the bikers a lot of cyclists. And oh, then, yeah. It's, tell about the buttons. Yeah. So there's these buttons because I don't know how long there was a stretch of road, maybe like eight miles. I don't know how long. But they got to push a button and the rest of the time, the lights will be blinking to know a biker was on that stretch of road so you would know to slow down. I don't know. I guess they had the right of way. I'm not sure. Or it was just to let the, let us know. The roads there were so narrow. Yeah. There was no shoulder. And so it wasn't like on other roads where maybe there was a shoulder or extra room where you could sort of go around a bike. So if someone was biking and they pressed that button, there would not be a way for you to go around them mm-hmm. without going the other lane. But there were so many blind corners, you couldn't do that. So I think it was sort of to notify drivers, hey, you might have to drive really slow for eight miles. Yeah. Behind a bike. <laughs> right. But you're right. I remember that as well. There were a lot of logging trucks. Mm -hmm. And just as the passenger, that was a little scary too. But they know those roads, so they're flying Mm -hmm. by. Yep. They know who the tourists are. Yep. And we were tourists. (laughs) Yes. And we drove safely. Do you have anything else for recreational ROMs? Yes. One night, we got up in the middle of the night because I was determined to see the Milky Way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we went up, um, not all the way up to Hurricane Ridge, but up that road. And we stopped about halfway, or no, we did go up to Hurricane Ridge. We went to the top. Yeah, Yeah, we went to the top, and we saw it. We saw the Milky Way. And give some tips about that. Here's the thing. You really need to watch the weather forecast, (laughs) because (laughs) it was cloudy. We knew it was going to be cloudy. We we risked it anyway. My tip would be, if you see the stars, stop where you're at, because they're going to look the same no matter where you go. (laughs) Because I insisted that we drive all the way to the top. But halfway by, like, we were halfway up, and we stopped, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because we're just like, oh, let's stop and check them out. Mm -hmm. And we saw them perfectly. And then I was like, no, let's drive all the way up because that's the plan. We're going to Hurricane Ridge. And then what happened? There was clouds. There was clouds at Hurricane Ridge. (laughs) I mean, we still got to see them. Mm -hmm. And the thing with clouds is most of the time they're moving. Yeah. So if you just wait it out a bit. The other thing I will say about when you're, what is it called? Stargazing? Mm Mm-hmm. Is being conscientious of the other stargazers. Oh, yeah. You have to keep your lights off. For me, that was my first stargazing experience. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, it's in the dark, which I don't like the dark. Oh, yeah. I forgot. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to use my headlamp, which was fine, you know, out of respect for other people. But then also with the car lights, once we sort of got to that parking area, I think you put them on the lower light until we got parked. Yeah. Like once you're kind of in the parking lot, it's like etiquette to just kind of 
keep all the lights off, down. Um, Not be on your phone where yeah. your phone screen is glaring. Because once you have a light in your eye, it could take 10 or 15 minutes to get um, your night vision back to see the stars again. And then in that 10 minutes, a cloud could have come in yep. and you miss it. Yeah. But that was definitely a, a learning tip for me. So I'd say that's a good travel tip. If you haven't ever been stargazing, it is serious business with your <laughs> eyes. It's serious. Do not turn on your headlamp (laughs) at all. (laughs) The other thing I will say too, as someone that's not a professional photographer, I take a lot of photos with my phone. Just keep in mind that that's one of those experiences that you will have in your memory. You won't have (laughs) phone pictures to show it. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot take pictures with your phone. Uh, it's difficult. They just, it won't look right. It's just a waste of time. And then your eyes are getting messed up because you're looking at your phone screen. I will say pro tip for that is just enjoy the moment and the mm-hmm. memory and whoever you're there with. And that is what you have of that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I didn't even bring the camera. I'm like, no, it's just not worth it. It's just, it's too much of a hassle. Just enjoy the time. Recreational romps, one to 10. Can I give it another 10? I don't know. It was so fun. Here's the thing. The Hurricane Ridge Visitor Center was not open because of COVID. And so we couldn't do the Junior Ranger badge there. I couldn't get my passport stamp for the National Park book that I have. So I'm going to have to give it a nine. Oh, just for not that a reason. 10. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's funny because I gave it a nine too. Ooh, why? Well, for me, I will say that there was just so much to do at Port Angeles. Oh, yeah. There was just so many options. Again, it was just every possible kind of recreation. If you wanted to go kayaking, you could do that. If you want to see tide pools, you could do that. If you wanted to go hike, it just, it felt like, there was a lot you could do, and you're still in a town that has things if you Wait, are you giving it a nine because there's too much? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> because there's so many options for recreational things you can do. Okay. Is there that are, okay? Folks. Yep. Yeah, that's great. We even thought about doing horseback riding, remember? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the other thing. I wanted to go horseback riding. It was sort of along the lines of the kayaking. When we finally made the decision, let's do it, Mm -hmm. they were sold out of the time we could do it. (laughs) I mean, keep in mind, too, it was COVID, so they probably had really limited availability anyways. Yep. But we were wanting to do outdoor activities where we were just in the fresh outdoor air. It smelled so good there. Ending questions. So we have a couple of questions we always answer about every trip. Are you ready, Terry? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Would you go back? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We have even talked about buying land there. Yeah, it's really great. We loved it so much. Was it worth it? Yes. Yeah, this was a budget trip for us. And yeah, absolutely. You know, that's a really good point because it was a budget trip for us. And we were very meticulous about where we spent our money. And we still had an amazing time. So Mm -hmm. I imagine if we went back with even a larger budget, we would have even more fun. Yeah. What was your favorite memory? Ooh, favorite memory. I didn't prepare for this question. These are our set questions we asked. I know. I know mine immediately. Okay. The tide pools. Oh, yeah. It was the first tide pools I'd ever been to like that. Now, in a future episode, we're going to talk about the Washington coast, Mm -hmm. which those tide pools, in my opinion, were even cooler. 
But these were my the the one at Tongue Point was my favorite because it was the first one I ever been to and it was amazing. Okay, I can understand that. My favorite was the sunrise at Hurricane Ridge. It was so romantic and beautiful, and I got some amazing pictures. Perfect. And then last question: What was your LGBT experience during the trip? You know, I felt very comfortable. It's a very open town. I feel like the Pacific North Northwest people are very open, so I I was comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I had no issues. I never felt awkward or weird or anything about that. So even our Airbnb host, all was well. Yeah. All right, Terry. Well, that is our Fort Angeles trip. We're done. Episode two. We're done. Wow. Okay. We can leave the closet, I guess. Yeah. Coming out of the closet. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at AdventureWives or visit our website, AdventureWives.com, for more information. Adventure Wives. <laughs>